Welcome to Shoalhaven Youth Local, a show where we focus on everything local in Shoalhaven. From current events and community groups, to local history and the best places to be, and even our favourite local personalities. We've got you covered. So if you ever wanted to know son, where to go or where to volunteer even, from a youth perspective, then listen in. You might be surprised by what's just outside your front door. Shoalhaven Youth Local would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of you and country, the land on which this podcast is recorded, and pay our respects to elders past and present. Welcome to a daily dose of local and national happenings. And what's making waves out there with today's... Hot Topic. Hey, so on today's Hot Topic, we're taking things down a notch and we're going a little bit more silly than serious and we're going to be talking about does pineapple belong in pizza? So let's all start the argument. For me, it absolutely does. It tastes amazing. And you can't change my mind, Jamaica. <laughs> no. We only have one person no. on the opposition. Um, pineapple does not go on pizza. It, it is does. not meant for it's pizza. Good. It is not traditional in any way, like at all. Like it's not meant to go on pizza. I may be Italian, but still, I do not like pineapple on pizza. Like warm pineapple. Who could have thought of seen... anything more disgusting? I'm just saying, like, the Italians haven't said anything, like, bad yes, about pineapple they hate it. pizza. If, if you go to an Italian's house and you ask for pineapple on pizza, they will kick you out. So it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. It's still pizza. Well, here's a hot take for you. Italians may have invented pizza, but they're not very good at it. I think American pizza is way better than proper Italian oh. pizza. Well, all actually, great. like, Americans wouldn't have pizza if it weren't for Italians, so. I think all kinds of pizza except for ones that have mushroom on it are good. No, mushrooms are the good. Italians, mushrooms. The Italians best, invented um, pizza and Americans improved it. The Italians, they don't put enough cheese on the pizza. <laughs> I agree with you on that. Like, yeah, they, so it they need necessarily to matter top up the cheese a bit. I know. It doesn't matter if it's traditional or not. It, it, all that matters is it tastes good. No, it doesn't. It tastes disgusting. It tastes absolutely gross. Imagine milk is pineapple. No, 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 no. And that'll be it for this hot topic. No. There's about to be a fist fight. Okay. <laughs> it's touchdown. With co-hosts Bailey and Jamaica. And we will be covering all the local sports. Everything from scores to how to get involved. Listen in if you want to know. What's going on around the town in every season of the year. Hey, and today we're going to start with um, Bailey and my grand final for AFL that we played on the weekend. Um, So yeah, tell us a bit about the grand final, Bailey. We were up against um, fig tree kangaroos in Wollongong and I dragged half of my family there <laughs> and I was very disappointed because we got absolutely um, annihilated. Yep, that was, <laughs> it was a bit, bit disheartening. But anyway, we had a great season and it was our first season in this um, Illawarra comp and we're up against so many different bigger towns than we have. 
So getting to the grand final is such an amazing achievement and we all should be so proud of ourselves even though we didn't win but we still gave it everything and it was um, a great game and, yeah, we got flogged but we still played, we all still played really well. Um, so moving on to... The NRL. So we are this week just going to tell you a bit about what we think the finals are going to look like and who's going to win and things like that. So, Bailey, you want to kick us off? Um, Yes. So first, for the first finals game at Suncorp, um, Broncos versus Storm. I am tipping the Storm because I believe they'll win after last week's ordeal. Um, And I just feel like... Um, this week, because last week they rested heaps of players, this week um, Storm had 13 ins, um, Munster, Welsh, Grant, Hughes, Coates, um, and Broncos are also bringing Reynolds back who has a lot of potential to change the game and the way that the Broncos feel on the yeah. field. And I think heading into this game, Bellamy will want to drive the Storm to win and Adam Reynolds with all that finals experience will be very um, hard to compete against. So I think it'll be a great match to watch. Yeah, I agree, but I don't agree with the um, the <laughs> outcome. I think the Broncos are going to win. Um, I mainly think this because I actually can't stand the Storm and I do not want to see them win. I don't like either teams, but I would prefer watching the Broncos win. Um, and, yeah, and like you said, they've got so many more people coming in. And, yeah, what about the next game, Warriors um, and Panthers? Oh, I think um, Penrith will win as much as I don't want to see them win. Yep. And like the Broncos and Storm, I don't want either the, to see either of them. Yep. <laughs> but Penrith's, uh, Penrith, um, you know, they've got minor premiers. They've had a pretty strong run, run this season. I'm not sure on this game because Warriors did have a bad loss against the Dolphins. But, you know, Penrith have lost to Eels previously and it's going to be like a good game, but I think Penrith will run away with it at the end of the day. Yeah, I agree with that one. I think the Panthers are going to win, even though I really, really want the Warriors to win because I also cannot stand the Panthers. Yeah, and like Bailey said, I reckon it's going to be a pretty close game. But, um, yeah, in the end, I reckon the Panthers will take home the win. and But, like, the, I hope the Warriors make it to the next round. I mean, like, even if they lose, they will still get the chance to play again because they're in the top four. But I would love to see someone other than the Panthers, um, Brisbane or Melbourne in the finals, like, especially in, like, the grand final. That would just be, oh, amazing. Um, I totally agree with that. My question to you, Jamaica, is um, I think Cleary in the um, state of origin in the Blues didn't really handle the pressure well. Yeah. And, yes, he has played some final games, but he seems to crack under the pressure. Do you think this will happen in this game? Hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully, Yeah, I hope so. I really, really hope so. Like, it'd be great to see the Panthers get beaten by the Warriors. Um, heading on to the next game, the Sharks versus the Roosters, my team, obviously. <laughs> um, uh, we have Kennedy back this week who's been come back from injury previously. Um, I'm just wondering about 
what what's going to happen to Connor Trace? He's been been playing excellent in the fullback position, but I don't know if I feel like we should rest Kennedy if all's going well. But if um starts to hit the fan, or I can get him on the field. And we can move him around into the centres. But, yeah, I think we should run away with the win against the Roosters. It's a home game. Yeah, I agree with Bailey. I reckon that the um, Sharkies are going to win. But I also, hopefully, for her sake, um, (laughs) but I don't – I reckon it's going to be a pretty close game. They're both pretty good teams and Sharks are paying $1.91 and Roosters are paying $1.93, so it's very, very similar. I think, yeah, those are the closest odds I've ever seen. Yeah, same. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's crazy. Like, um, Yeah, so I reckon it's going to be a close game, but I would like to see the Sharks win. Um, and then the last game, Knights and Raiders, what are your thoughts? Um, well, this is probably the worst matchup for the round. <laughs> yeah. I really don't like either team. Yep, don't really watch any of but their games. I but I anyway. reckon Raiders. Raiders have gained back Jared Croker and a few other experienced players um, just before this game. But I feel like Newcastle are going to run away with the win because they're getting, um, you know, like a few of their really good players back in. And I just think... The way that they've been playing at the moment, they've got a lot stronger this season and I feel like they'll be able to manoeuvre around the Raiders. Yeah, yeah, I um, I agree with that. I think the Knights are going to take home the win over the Raiders because I just think... I mean, I don't really watch any of them play, but, yeah, I just feel like Knights are going to win. So, like, the Knights are actually coming fifth at the moment and Raiders are coming eighth. So there's, like, a bit of difference between those. So, yeah, I reckon the Knights will um, win. Now, jumping in, I just want to say, Rabbitohs um, not making the finals has made my year. I did not <laughs> want to see them anywhere oh. near it. They are my least favourite team in the whole ladder in the comp. Um, I'm going to have to disagree with you there. No, I like them. you can't do that. Um, I can. I actually can. <laughs> I like the rabbits. No, I just feel like half of their players are just show and not go. She doesn't like the trail guys. No. I do. I love the trail. He just He's uh, a good bloke. one game he's absolutely crushing it. Next game he does nothing, just like a guy. Um now I've got to Teddy say as well. <laughs> yeah, and Tedesco anyways. Um I've got to say the Dolphins, I knew this was gonna happen to them. They started good off. For like about six weeks and then it all went downhill for them. Yeah, I agree. They started their season so strong and they like smashed every single team in the comp and then after like round six or seven they just started their losing streak and just started plummeting towards the bottom of the ladder. Now, my favourite upset of the year was Tigers versus Penrith who ran away with yes, the game 12-8. Yes, yes. That was my favourite game. Yes, just seeing... The um, bottom of the ladder beat the top of the ladder. That's just such a fun, fun um, game. And the team that had the biggest jump was Roosters in round 20 who went from 14th to round 27 to jumping into the eight. So, um, yeah, the yeah, Roosters have grown a lot. since They've had a very rocky season, the Roosters. Yep. Um, now, Jamaica, moving on to the buys and two points. What do you think about this system? I think it is 
bad, to be honest. I don't agree with it. I think that, especially around origin time, I feel like if you're going to give some teams a buy, just give everyone a buy. Because if they've got people playing in the actual origin series, then they're going to have to have like reserves come and play for their team. And then some teams who don't even have anyone get buys and it's just so unfair and I don't think it's good enough, so I don't um, agree with it. A similar example was when the Sharks made the finals and the Jet, their junior team, the Jets, made the finals. Um, we, no, sorry, in origin, not the finals, in origin. <laughs> um, the Shark, I think it was around, like, finals time or something, but the Sharks um, were, like, four of them were playing in origin, but we at the Jets had their final, so we had to borrow players and put them into the Sharks. Yeah. And I just think that's really unfair because um, we shouldn't. We should have left them to play their final because they yeah. could have got injured in first grade and there goes their final out the window. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that – what do you think about the um, two-point system for a buy? I believe that um, if they want to keep the matches running – um, there should not be two points or possibly halve it to one point but definitely not two points because that that makes a lot of difference on the ladder. Yeah, and I reckon if they're going to do the buy system then they have to um, share the buys equally and well, not they, just like the same teams every week. No, well, they have. Every team gets two buys essentially. But I just don't like it because... I reckon there should be one more team added into the comp or they should have just not even put the Dolphins in there in the first place. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's it for um, NRL. Now we're going to be talking about our favourite cricket because we're coming into summer and the cricket's about to start. So what's your favourite t- style of cricket, Bailey? Um, well, as we are talking about this earlier, I do not like test cricket. I am not going to sit there for six hours and watch a five-day match every day. No, I think the Big Bash is a lot more exciting, faster, better, and I will definitely be going to watch the Sixers for about four or five games this season. Well, um, I actually personally love Test Cricket. I would way rather sit there five days watching Test Cricket then watch a Big Bash. I do love the Big Bash. And if I was going to go watch a live game, I'd probably gonna would want to go watch the Big Bash. But if I'm going to sit at home or, like, watch it from somewhere, I would I definitely prefer Test Cricket. But I would actually love to go watch it live as well that would be awesome and the team the teams are very different in both teams like in both matches like the big bash and the t20 and all like all the different teams they've got some key players that play in all the different teams but then they've also got some different ones and it's cool seeing heaps of different people play for australia and representing their country i love it yeah what do you reckon? I just think test cricket is for people who don't have anything better to do with their day. <laughs> what do you mean? Just sit in the pool, have I've a barbie, try, uh, play gra- some cricket in the backyard old, and watch some test cricket? My grandparents who are 80 years old showed me it and the pace, uh, it's, it takes like hours. Yeah, and it's, it's like just, it's a very no. a 
acquired skill. Like you need it's such it's such a skillful skill. it's such a skillful sport. You need to so it's mm. not just and the big bash is a lot more exciting and fast. The big it's bash. just completely different. They're not they're like they're so so different. Yeah. Anyway, um, who's yeah. your favorite? Who's your favorite cricket player? Uh, well, from the Australian team, Labuschagne. Yes, we agree on that. <laughs> he is my favorite. He has been my favorite from I day dot. As soon as I seen him, I was like, "Yep, he's my favorite." St- Steve Smith, not really anymore. I don't like. I still don't. Can't get over the board temp- tampering scandal. Yeah, the, the scandal, the cheating it's scandal. It's still that just was... stuck in your head, even though you watch them. And yes, we're over that because it happened ages ago and whatever. Yeah, but it's just. Yeah, it's always going to be there. You can't, like, remove it and say nothing happened. Yeah, but I feel like he's come away from it like a better person, like, and he's not definitely not going to make that mistake again. But he's definitely wrecked wrecked a part of his, um, yeah. you know, career. But he's still such a an amazing, an amazing player. Like, he's so, so skilled. He's such a perfectionist oh, when it comes to batting. Labashane has skill, but I just like his name, Labashane. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's so fun. like a race car driver or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's just he, – Labashane's always been my favourite. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, that's it for cricket. We're bowling it out. Yep. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever wondered what the future of Eladella would look like? Welcome to Pressing Politics. In this segment, we look at what our local government is discussing and has planned, and what that means for the future of our town. Today on Pressing Politics, we'll be discussing two main subjects covered on the Youth Advisory Committee meeting on the 2nd of August 2023. One will be about the coastal management plans coming into effect within the Shoalhaven area, and the other will be a meeting done by the New South Wales Department of Planning and Environment about the future of the Shoalhaven and Illawarra areas and how it will adapt to the climate crisis. So we'll start off with the coastal management plan. Within the Shoalhaven area, there are 165 kilometers of coastline. This has been an issue for the Shoalhaven City Council as with climate change, there has been increased erosion. So the issue that we have to face is we have all this coastline, most of it uninhabited, but the parts that are inhabited have houses right up to it. Think of now or think of Mollymook, Burrill. So we have to figure out how we are going to preserve not just the property, but the environment, the marshlands on the river estuaries and so on, and how we are going to, to keep the communities, the environment in good condition. So coastal management teams within the Shoalhaven City Council have a five-stage program to address these issues. So the first stage is figuring out how many coastal management plans are um, are needed, what needs to happen, what, what do we focus on, and figuring out who we need to talk to. Then the second stage is gathering that information and data, which is, you know, the scientific process and just that very basic nitty-gritty hands-in-the-dirt And then the third part is developing the actions to mitigate those risks. And then the fourth stage is exhibiting that to the public for to engage in discussion, figure out what locals with their specialized knowledge of living there for how many years 
can um, can provide. And then I believe the fifth part of that is actually putting it into effect. So right now there are 14 coastal management plans in the Shoalhaven area. Now, compared to other councils, they generally only have about one to three. And now on to the New South Wales Department of Planning and Environment. So with the industry that's in Shoalhaven, Illawarra, so that's you know, a pretty big area, Kayama, Wollongong, um, Nara, Aladella, there is, with the industries, about 15% are like actual industrial jobs, you know, uh, manufacturing and so on. Since 2006, the largest um, industry that's on the rise is health and education. So, I mean, I can imagine, given that the over 65 population since 2006 has gone from 16% to 21%, there is going to be more of a need of doctors, carers, and also as since COVID, you know, a lot of families came down here to get out of the city. So the one of the issues that we have is that about 4,300 people every year come to the Illawarra Shoalhaven area each year, but about 2,100 homes are built each year. Now, most of these homes that are being built are three-bedroom at 42% uh, versus 35% for four-plus bedroom houses. But one thing to consider is that 75% of those homes are detached houses. So that means, you know, your little McMansions, you know, your backyard, front yard, driveway, everything. And the 12% being semi-detached homes, like a townhouse with... And about 11% are apartments of up to three levels to four or more levels. So one of the things that New South Wales government is sort of is pretty concerned about, or at least the New South Wales Department of Planning and Environment, is Australia's getting hotter. Climate change. You know, not only is Australia getting hotter, um, there's going to be less autumn and winter rain. Uh, I mean, I guess we've all seen that here. Uh, then there's going to be much more intense El Nino and La Nina events. So that's increased, you know, extreme heavy rainfall, um, heavier droughts, more frequent, you know, high winds during those drought times, which will cause fires. And um, to sort of link back to what I was talking about with the coastal management plans, uh, there's going to be those higher sea levels that will impact houses. Um, It'll also make it harder for waterways to dump their water into the sea, uh, which will cause inundation, flooding, and so on. All right, so we'll try to open up some discussion. I guess one thing um, would be in the Yelladella area, what would you guys think of some of the you know older houses, say on like St. Vincent Street or... Um, you know, on the southern side of the harbor, going from those single-family detached homes to something more dense. Like, um, think of, like, European townhouse styles where it's, you know, three, four stories up, shops on the bottom. What, what are you guys' thoughts on that? Um, I feel like us, with including a lot of locals, would just rather keep it, like, you know, single housing than apartment buildings because... We don't really want it turning into a city. We just yeah, want to keep agreed. it a small coastal town. There's definitely that need to have a, um, you know, that 
Aladala atmosphere, you know, the vibe of, you know, this is still a small coastal town. But again, going back to the stats, 4,300 people coming down here per year, but only 2,100 houses built a year. So we can say, you know, we need more affordable housing as young people. We need to get together and be able to live in our own town. But then when it comes to the answers to that question, that means it's probably not going to be a town anymore. We're probably going to have to, you know, think a bit bigger. And really the main reason why there are a lot of single detached houses is because people need cars to get around. Less density means less traffic. And as was mentioned in the hot topic, if there's going to be less traffic because of the Milton Aladella bypass, does that make it, reasonable and justifiable to start densifying Aladala. The second thing that can be brought up is, all right, well, if we don't want to change the aspect of the Aladala community, the small country town, what are you guys' thoughts on building new urban centers? Say, uh, like an undeveloped piece of land somewhere in Shoalhaven is taken and said, okay, we're going to make this super dense. We're going to make it you know, walkable, maybe less cars. You know, you don't need a car to get around here. What are your guys' thoughts on that, on building a new town? I disagree. <laughs> I don't know why, but I do. <laughs> you told me to tune in, and I'm tuning in. All right, well, you're definitely going to get a... Uh, Where's a, my paycheck? <laughs> There's your paycheck, mister. <laughs> I mean, it depends on where you're talking. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not all areas in the world are, well, not all areas are good for cities. You know, you need a good water supply. You don't want to build on the side of a mountain, you know, um, natural disasters and so on. And one thing that is, uh, was also mentioned too is with all these natural disasters that are going to happen, we got to build the houses to withstand them. That means they're going to be a bit more expensive, but it also means we need to not build them in bad locations. You guys remember the Lismore floods? No. Last year. <laughs> oh, yeah, probably. Yeah. Like during COVID, was it? No. It was last 2022 year. last 2020. year. Mm. The big floods. Yeah, massive floods, um, record-breaking. So I was actually there for that, deployed with SES. Um, so it was about, I'd have to look through my pictures, but from memory, about 12 meters high was the 1975 flood, which was the worst that they'd had before. And the one that went on that year was about 14.2 meters. It was massive. And one of the questions that was asked afterwards is, how is Lismore going to recover? And really, should it recover? Because it's built on the bottom of this massive plain, if you look at the valley itself, it's like a massive bowl. And that captures all that rainwater. Yeah. It, it, yeah. And mm. it's a taking time bomb for floods. We have to take a second to sort of figure out, you know, if we should, you know, keep building in these places. And um, maybe even, and this should be a bit of a discussion, you know, should we maybe consider demolishing houses that are, going to be affected by floods because insurance companies they already make it super expensive to insure them but should we just bite the bullet and do it well i mean if you're going to demolish the houses how are you going to like give that family like where are you going to situate them i guess mm. the question 
you don't want to leave your house. It's heartbreaking, especially if you grew up there, um, to leave all that behind. And it's also going to put a lot of emotional, you know, finger pointing at, hey, this policy made me lose my home. This made me lose the place that I grew up in. So we have to consider, you know, on one part, you know, these people are at risk of serious economic and, uh, you know, risk of health and life um, by continuing to live in these areas. But what are we going to do to to face the crises of there's going to be more rain, there's going to be more uh, fires, there's going to be more droughts. So, yeah. Do you scroll through the streaming services not knowing what to watch? Welcome to the nerdy sci-fi movie, guys. Two nerds with a plan. To make sure that you... Watch the greatest films of all time. Basically, Marvel or Star Wars. Well, could there be others, potentially? Nope. Okay, Okay, let's roll. Hey, guys. Welcome back to Sci-Fi Movie, guys. In today's podcast, we are going to be reviewing Big Hero 6. Now, to start off with me, um, what did, you, what did we think of the characters? I thought they were pretty good. Um, Tadashi was, like, very good in the movie. Uh, and Baymax is, like, one of the most iconic and, like, best characters, like, ever in all of fiction. Like, he has so many good comedy moments, and he's just so lovable. Um so, yeah, I thought the characters were pretty good as well. Uh, Hero is a pretty good protagonist. And all the other side characters have uh, pretty memorable moments. How about you? Um, I I think pretty much the same thing. I think the characters were all really good. I liked how, like, the movie dealt with, like, grief and revenge and yeah. stuff like that. And, um, yeah. Yeah, the messaging was pretty good. Uh, what did we think of the storyline? Uh, did it make sense? Was it clunky? Did you make think? Was it surprising? Um, I thought it was pretty good. I didn't, I don't really have much to say. It, it was pretty simple, but however, I thought it worked and it was, it, and like, it, it wasn't like too complex or anything. Uh, it was pretty good. I thought it was a pretty good story. I, I liked it. I liked the, um, the plot twist when they found out who is the boogeyman or whatever they call him yeah. before they know who he is. But yeah, um, yeah. I I don't think it was very simple. I I thought it was. I thought it was. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was. It was good. Um. Uh. This is a bit of an off thing off the the paper. However, I thought the animation was really good. Um, I, I don't know. It, it was, doesn't feel very special and just looks like it, every other Disney Pixar. Yeah, thing. no, it does look like every single other Disney movie, but that's not a bad yeah. thing. Yeah, like yeah, it's it does, it's it good looks, animation it style. Good. Like it's yeah. It's just pretty it's, good. Yeah, it's not and, um, What is the best joke in the movie? For me, it's going to be the one where, like, they go home and Baymax is like, we jumped out a window. And then he's like, be quiet. And he's like, we jumped out a window. And it's just so funny. It makes me <laughs> laugh every time. I remember being a kid and, like, l- laughing so hard at that. How Man, about you? You're still a kid. <laughs> Shut <laughs> up. What was the best joke in the movie for you? I, I think the best joke in the movie for me was the la When they did, like, the fist bump thing, I, th- I thought that was funny. It stuck with me the most. I just, I don't know. 
Uh, just a bit of an um an horrible match, and I really like it when um like they're practicing. Like he's like karate, and he's like punch, and he's like kick, and then he says gummy bears, and then he just touches the vending machine, and it just falls out, and he's like yes, <laughs> that was pretty funny. Yeah. And so yeah, uh, overall, how many rubber chickens would you give this movie, and why? You go first. Um, I'm gonna go a seven point five out of ten. I thought it was a pretty good movie, and it's very enjoyable, and yeah. Uh, for me, uh, yeah, I agree. It's a nine out of ten though for me. Like, I think it's a bit higher for me. Uh, I really like it. It's one of my. It's definitely one of my all-time favorite superhero movies. Uh, it has pretty great characters, comedy, animation, story, etc. And it's very well paced, and it's so fun to watch. Uh, yeah, I just think it's a great film. That's our overall thoughts, and we thank you for listening to the podcast. Have a great day. Adios, amigos. So that's it for another week. Thanks for listening to our show. Shoalhaven Youth Local is a show dedicated to sharing local info about the Shoalhaven. From a youth perspective. If you want any information from the show, you can find it in our show notes at our podcast, Shoalhaven Youth Local. And don't forget to subscribe and share the show with all your favourite locals. Shoalhaven Youth Local is made possible with funding from the New South Wales Office of Communities and Justice. Catch you next time!